Listener Production. Same but new but old but young and new and fresh. So better. The Sushi Mango Saucy Meatballs podcast, the updated version. New but old. Old but still new. We are old as shit. My back's hurting. My my foot is so sore. I can't can't feel my shoulder. We have our producer with us, Mandy. Mandy? That's not Italian. Her last name's Catalano. Does that mean I can stay? In that case, you can stay. Fair enough. A podcast. Fake laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Roll it. (laughs) Guys, today... Okay, sometimes, you know, we get people come on the podcast and everyone's always very nice, very yeah. good. Yeah, I agree so with that. And they're great. We haven't had any bad ones. No, yeah. but we have some Australian tennis royalty here in the building can today. I, it's, it's, you can almost call, call him the OG. The OG. The OG, the OG of WOG tennis players, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> is that right? This is the original yeah. gangster WOG player. The first one had the Lambo, yeah. the hair, yeah. the, rebel. the tan, the one that all the chicks wanted. The chicks. <laughs> Sitting with us right here today. The, the one that actually can speak his ethnic language as well. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Philippoussis, welcome, hey, my friend. Hey. 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 Pleasure for having me. Thank oh, you. mate. Hey, um, I meant that. Literally, mm. I think, you know, because now that there's all the, you know, the ethnic players and, yep. you know, they got a little bit of, what would you call it? A little bit of a uh, bad boy, bad boy to them. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you're the original. You're like, you know, you're like a bad boy without being a bad boy. Really, 100%. I was just saying, if, if at times I wish these guys were playing at the same time as me, because I would have been like an angel. <laughs> yeah. There would have been nothing written about me, you know? Yeah, so that's sometimes I, I, I wonder, I'm like, my gosh, man, I have... Like, just so you know that, yeah, I'm saying bad boy, but it's definitely I wouldn't have had the, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, certain things said about me as they were. Yeah. yeah comparison yeah. to what's yeah, going on now. You know? to yeah. what, what's, it what's, it uh, would have yeah, been Nick Kyrgios bashes a, a, a supporter. Mark Philippoussis buys a Harley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. I just, I just remember back then, yeah, we're always very proud, obviously, to see someone who, Kind of looks like us. You're very, you're much better looking. But uh, <laughs> this, this kind of looks like us up there playing, and we're like, oh man, you know, he's got the long last name, he's got the dark skin like us. We were very proud, and especially when you rock, when we, we saw that picture with you in the Lambo. Absolutely, huh? the black Lambo when you rocked up in the black. Oh Lambo. man, yeah. I mean, look, as a kid, we're dreaming. We, mm. we dream all the time. We have these visions. You know, we start from nowhere. Same backstory, yeah. you know, same path to success, which is there's no shortcuts. We just grinded. We yeah. grinded. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, I was training before when kids were sleeping before school. We yeah. had training after. There's no birthday parties. There's no this and that. And, and I remember going to see, I went to, in the city, I would walk with him and we would look at this exotic car dealership and there were, do you remember the Lotus Esprit when the one that oh, was yeah. in the James Bond movie yeah, that yeah, went below? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know, face right up against the glass, just <laughs> dreaming away. And, you know, I had the opportunity. First thing I did was was buy something like that. Absolutely. You know, not, and, and once you have it, um, you guys know, it's not that it makes you happier. It certainly doesn't. But it's like you're able to do something that you just dreamt about as a kid. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Do you, now, ma- do you mark it off like a, an accomplishment? Like I, I won this game and, and I've gotten this far in this tournament and I've got this check. I'm going to buy this. So, you know what I mean? 100%. Like, yeah. You know, um, no one stopped me when I walked in. 
Yeah. Certainly didn't stop me after I paid the money and I left. As a kid, like, can you excuse me, the windows, keep it clean. You know, they come outside and they tell you to get away. Get away. And um, so, yes, you know, and and looking back, my gosh, you know, I I would remember things and I would just shake my head because I'm I'm a kid. What do you know as a kid? Nothing. Nothing. But then given that position, anyone would do the same thing. How 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 long did it take before you got bored of it? Very quickly, yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly, very, yeah. very quickly. You now, know, when, go you were, there. when you were when you were buying those Lambos, did you get a call from Uncle Tasso going, "Hey, Mark, my back is so fucked up. I gotta, get, I gotta go operation. Uh, send me five thousand dollars." Look, I um, I always took care of my family. That was my family is priority growing up. It's before everything. Yeah. It was always before my tennis. Absolutely. Um, and that's. That's just the way I was raised. Were you on your way up? Were you the only sort of ethnic dude on the scene? Yes, or? there were. You know, there was an Italian a kid as well. I do remember him specifically with his mum, but he just didn't. He kind of was yeah, good. Yeah, kind yeah, of he owns a pizza shop. Yeah, right? pizza shop. <laughs> and then he kind his, of just his mum yeah, would let him go on the tour. <laughs> yeah. But um, look, the reality and the and the honest truth is, there was a lot of you know you walking down the corridor, certain things. There's a lot of. Wog being thrown at you, sure. you know, and that's just, that's just truth, hundred yeah, percent. Okay. Really? Oh yes. So what what year were you? You obviously in in the juniors would have been around the you know twelve. I started uh, representing not, Victoria under twelves, under fourteens, which under would 16, have been under, the nineties. Or, or yeah, the, what I was? What is uh, it? Ninety six. I beat Sampras when I was nineteen. Um, just casually beat Sampras, by the way. But 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 uh, you know that's a, that's a time I specifically remember because it was so. You know, so important and it was such a huge moment. So, you know, yeah. God, early 90s, 92, 93, 94, So 95. back then there was a, there was yeah. a bit of that, that whole oh, racism. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Well, it is, it is a predominantly um, vanilla, van- whitish sport, right? Well, yeah, was, because yeah. we didn't have the money to be no, a member yeah. of a club. Yeah, you know, sure. we went to private courts. Yeah. And the specifically remember, I was born and raised in Footscray and the private courts were down behind the university, down the bottom of the hill. There were like right. three hard courts there. I don't know if you remember that, right at yeah. the bottom down there. Yeah. And we used to go there and, and sometimes you have to wait, you know, wait in line, you know, and you yeah. can't play for more than an hour and then the next person comes on and we had an hour like, okay. And then he realized the earlier we were, the more chance of no one being on the court. Ah, so, okay. so get, get up early, go. He was up early. Coming back to when you said you beat Pete Sampras yeah. at the age of 19. That's yeah. that's incredible. Tell us about that, how that all happened. I was reading about it before. It was incredible. It was actually. 96. It was a night match. And, and normally when draws come out, the the you know the journalists and, and people are very quick to look at, oh, if they come through quarterfinals, around a 16 or so-and-so, we'll play together. And for me, I didn't like to know who was my next opponent. I really wanted to focus on myself because I found out when I was young and I looked, if I looked too deep, I forgot about what I had to do in round one. Mm. You know, So what's yeah. the point of looking around two, round three, if you're not, you know, if I'm not going to get there. So, and at round of 16, the fourth round was Sampras, if I got through, you know, if I, he was going to get through, if I got through, you know, I was young. So that happened to come, you know, we both got through and they put it in the night match, which we knew that was going to happen because they normally kind of keep those popcorn matches, as yeah, I said, yeah, for the yeah, night yeah, matches, night keep matches. them more rowdier. That's yeah. right. And that's my favorite time to play the night matches because I loved energy. Uh, I, even if it was negative, positive, I just, played better I enjoyed that kind of atmosphere and you know I'm born and raised here I had my family in the box and at the end of the day I'm playing the number one player in the world man yeah. I was, he was dominating tennis I've got nothing to lose I'm a teenager you know what I mean yeah, I've got, yeah. the pressure's yeah. on him 
I think he might have been defending champion. Like I said, number one in the world. And I remember walking down, you know, the corridor, going onto that center court, you know, that nice long walk. And I remember he was in front of me, and I'm checking him out from you know, top to bottom. I'm looking at him. I'm like, fuck this guy. As I was about to walk, as I was about to walk on this guy, you know, I'm like. You know, of course, yeah. you don't give him too much respect and like don't freaking look up on him as pee. I thought, fuck this guy. You know, yeah. you're playing at home. This is your court, you know. And I was lucky enough to play a great match. And, you know, you got to understand my game style as a tennis player was very aggressive. Definitely had my off days, but I played at that rev line, you know. Yep. The scud. You know, yeah. So, um, <laughs> I, was, and, I, remember, I was watching the match. I remember watching it on you know, TV. And, yeah. and, and the big points on the type of player was always going to go for my shots. And I think that, that would make me… Because the worst thing that could happen is if you got to a, an important part in a match or a tiebreaker and that, and all of a sudden I got the ball back in play because I was scared to miss yeah. and he ran in and hit a winner. I would… That nothing drove me crazy yeah, more yeah, than yeah, that yeah, because right. I would come off the court and go, I didn't go for it. Yeah. What if? So… I always promised myself in a tougher situation, I would play my game. And if I double faulted, I, I went for my second serve and I double faulted or I missed a forehand or he passed me, it's okay. I can walk, walk yeah, off yeah, the court yeah. knowing mm. that I, I played my game. So it was, uh, you know, huge. It catapulted you, and, right? And, and, and I think more in the tennis world of, mm. of going, oh, this kid's legit yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I came crashing down to earth in the next match, but we don't have to. <laughs> we don't but, talk about that. Yeah, yeah. But you, you know what I mean? But, but right. it, it was one of those things where, and you know how the strain press is, he's going to win the tournament now. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, whoa, guys, relax. Yeah. Let me yeah, just, yeah. you know, and I kind of got a little, yeah, 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 not yeah. scared, but it's like, whoa, whoa. Just it's a bit of pressure, let man. Let me play. Let Shit. me just play. Yeah. Let me, yeah. I'm a kid. I remember, man, uh, everyone these days talk about the mental part of the game. And I, I remember, I've just seen something recently online where Djokovic, um, they, they said to Djokovic that you win on the court, but you, you, you're so good at winning mentally and he's like well no that's that's not true i i gotta work on that yeah you know but i remember the reason why i bring it up is years ago so in 2003 when mm -hmm. you when you uh got to the wimbledon yeah wimbledon i call it wimbledon that's <laughs> the wild way yeah wimbledon, wimbledon. wimbledon. <laughs> ah, you got the wimbledon. don't worry man i know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> yeah. when you get to the wimbledon uh final yeah. you did it again i did it again <laughs> wimbledon um you had something stuff written on your, um, on your tape. Tape, yes. Yeah. yeah. Was that like just was that, that again? Was symbols? Symbols. It was. I, I created symbols. Um, one, I would look because when I'd hold the racket. Um, sorry, it was my left hand. So I'd hold, uh, you know, right-handed, and then I hold it here. So as I went down there, I would see tape here, and I had symbols. And for me, the most important thing on a serve, I believe, is a ball toss. So I had something that would remind me to have a nice high ball toss in order to jump up, to extend, to use my frame at its advantage. You know, if it was too low, I didn't, I didn't serve. I served good when it was high, you know, and I had to make sure. So I had certain things to, to for me to focus on fo right before right. There you go. I would do it. Yeah. And obviously, your serve was one of the strongest part of the, parts of your game. You served incredibly Fast. I was reading 229 k's an hour. Is that? Did I get that right? Was that the um, fast? Or did you get 144, 45 miles an hour? I think it's. I'm not sure. 233 or something 233. like that. 233. 
That's yeah. uh, that's, up, that's up there. It's, one, it's, one, of it's the, one of the. At at one stage, it was uh, you know, it was the, it was it the, was the fastest. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, I was in the Guinness Book of Records for that one year. Yeah, I, I remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. For the right reasons. Did you, you get a check for that or? No, no. no Did I get a check for some plaque or something? Oh. They, sent they sent me the book. They sent me the book. You know, I got all these Ferraris to pay for, yeah. man. Yeah. Give me some cash. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's, so who's got it now? I don't know. I, was, I don't know. It's up. It's I don't know. Up it's there, up man. there, man. With the technology, with these rackets and the string. I was gonna say, oh, yeah, everyone's was, hitting at over 120 kilometers yeah. now. Easy. Yeah. Where before it was only a handful. How much yeah. different is it today versus that when you were playing? There's a big difference. Yeah. There's a big difference. Like I said, um, the courts are a lot slower than what I used to play. Really? Yeah. Slower. They've slowed everything down because there's one match that changed everything. It was a Wimbledon final, and um, Sampras played. Ivanizovic in the final. Even As you can imagine, yeah. Yeah. two of the biggest servers of all yeah. time with some volleys to back it up. There was zero rallies. Ivanizovic was the guy who used to smoke ciggies at half time. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 um, the game, so, went, the game he, went for four minutes. <laughs> he was incredible. Cro the last Wimbledon yes. he won, he was, he was in there with he a wild card. He was a wild card. No one's ever guessed. First time everyone's, yeah, incredible Crazy. story. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice, such a good guy too. Played doubles together a bunch. He's a funny guy. Doesn't he coach Djokovic? Yeah, he's one of the guys in the do you notice that a Croatian is coaching a Serbian? Yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. Just yeah. think about that for so a second. So he coaches him and then the Serbian swears at him in the box. So it works, yeah. out. <laughs> so it works out well. I think they have a good understanding, you yeah. know? <laughs> works out well. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and, and that match, there was no rallies and people complained they couldn't see the ball on the screen and, and it's slow. they started slowing the game down. And as and, and to the match went for 15 minutes, it was over. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think you see now that... It's so physical, the yeah, game of tennis, yeah. than what it used to be. And they, they're saying, where are the seven volleys? Well, you've slowed everything down. The, the courts are slower. The, the balls are heavy, yeah. which is oh. not easy and slower. Uh, you can't, so the balls are heavy. You can't now. slow, yeah. And the, you can't you can't seven volley. Yeah. You know, you have to have an incredible special serve to go behind it and some volleys. And the problem is no one's working on the volleys. Mm -hmm. yes. Everyone's in the baseline now. The game's changed. you got guys... They're averaging six foot four that are sliding on hard courts. I mean, it's crazy. Oh, look yeah. at Sinner. Look at the way the kid moves. Mate, unbelievable. You know, and, yeah. and you just, you know, imagine trying to serve and volley against that best of five sets. It's, it, yeah. you, you can't. You can't. They, they slowed it down too much. Yeah, right. So the game's changed. And, and also, so you've got the technology of the string. Yeah, string. We're using synthetic, but all gut rack, all gut string. Now it's hybrid strings, which gives you more spin and more power. And then also the tech on the rackets as well. Look, I'm curious to know that when during your era there was Sampras, Agassi and a whole mood of others right at the top there, right? Whereas yeah. it seems to be now that there's an incredible amount of talent but yes. there's only a couple of rules standing. No, no, sorry, I've got to add to this question because I've been, I've loved tennis mm -hmm. and I've loved watching tennis and then, like I said, when I go away, usually at this time of the year, we're always in one particular place and we always flock to the TV to watch and Nadal, right. Djokovic, right. or uh, it was uh, Federer, yep. Djokovic, or even um, Baghdadis when he came yep. through, Tsitsipas when he came, but these big names. Yep. Philip Pusha's sitting right here. No, 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 but I'm, <laughs> I'm talking now. You're saying when he was uh, colour, colour TV. <laughs> 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 no, no, I'm talking like in the last 10 years, there yeah, was yeah, this yeah. fantastic... Now, I, if I go through the list, obviously before my new favorite player, Sinner, mm. now because he's my favorite. Now. Yeah, we're, no, we're, so. look, and you know what the before. best thing is? He's such a good kid. He's, like a, he's, he's a nice guy. He's such a good kid. Oh, that wagon so came past and I jumped right oh, on it. Hey, I jumped on it too. He was my pick, by the way, at the start of the tournament. Oh, really? He was my pick. What wow. was he paying? 
I don't know. Not, not enough. <laughs> <laughs> but look, he was my… It's just because he's a great kid. You see him walking by. He looks at you. says hello. hello yeah. His respect to anybody. Yeah. His team is great team. They're oh, a yeah. proper K team. Cahill? Yeah, but pl plus the Italian team he has. Yeah. Darren Cahill's come on, yeah. you know, since after Wimbledon. Yep. And they're a great team. They do all the right things. And he's got a champion's mentality, which means he'll win a match, lose a match. He's going to ask the question, how can I get better? And what I loved after, and I, and I heard this, and I hope this is, and I would believe it. Uh, and he's, after he won in the locker room, champagne, blah, blah, blah. They still talked about for a few minutes, not that long, he just won this yeah. run open. But during that match, what he saw and how can I get better yeah, again? Really? Yeah. Now, that is That's a champion's mentality. Champion. That's the difference between Nadal and the Djokovic and the Federer. When you're winning 15, 16, 17 grand slams and they, Nadal is tweaking his serve. He's changing his grip on his serve because he wants to get it harder. He wants to hit it flatter. How can I get more pace on the ball? How can I hit... These guys are always looking to get better. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's the difference. With, so and he's he got, has he's that champion's... That. Yes. Do you, do you reckon he could be one of the... One of the Great. Look, greatest? man, we're talking to three guys that have got over 20 grand slams. Yeah, I know. That is ridiculous. ridiculous. I remember at the time when Sampras had 14, and we're thinking, who's going to touch four? Yeah, yeah. If you had, if you had won 14 ATP tournaments, that's a hell of a career. Yeah. 14 grand slams, you know what I mean? And they've got three guys who have more than passed Bad. it. That's scary. So I don't want to go and have to put too much pressure. The kid's already dealing with amazing pressure. Oh, but he's won his first grand slam, and yep. I said he will be a grand slam champion this year. And I called that he could be this run open. He has. He could add on to that, of course, easily. But if he stays this course, which he is, and the kid that he is, and I don't see him now winning this Australian Open, changing him as a person and as a player, yeah. just improving who he is, so no then he's going to be more. He's already got Ferrari. Man, even better. They pay him to try That's fucking bullshit. That's a gym. I should have stock, man. Where's my stock in Lamborghini and Ferrari? You know how many fucking things I bought? I probably have, you know, at least give me stock. Bravo. This kid has gets paid. And, and so he should. The poo is lashing and out. And so should. He's a good kid. And give us fucking everything. Ferrari. Come on. Give us one as well. No, no, uh, um, if the family right. and, the, and the dog and the surfboard don't fit, man, I'm not interested anymore. <laughs> I mentioned because I knew all those players. The only sort of players that I know now is this kid Sinner, yeah. Medvedev, obviously. Yes. Um, Alcatraz. No, Alcaraz. <laughs> yeah. Alcaraz. Because yeah. because he he won the thing yeah. and Djokovic. Yeah. The rest of them, I don't really know who they are. Well, I, I think is the, the changing see, of the guard I, happened quickly. I, I think the difference oh, is, pass, and I don't want to say they're not characters, but I think in the past we felt different characters. Sampras was his own. Sampras, you had Agassi, you had Ivanisevic, you had Edward. And look, don't get me wrong. I don't want to say no, these no, no. guys don't have personality. No. They absolutely do. But because the game, I feel like, has become oh, so physical, it's almost machine like. You've got to be so focused in that. There, you know, the outbursts, I think that's why people connect maybe with a Medvedev and with a Djokovic. You know, yeah, he goes nuts, but you're getting to. It's personal. Feel him yes, as a person. Yes, yes, there's yes, some yes, feeling, there's some human. And that's why so people connect, connected with Ivanisevic. Yeah. Because yeah. you yeah. felt like how it was and not many people can, uh, gave Sampras the credit that he has, the champion he was, because no one could connect with him because it was straight. his thing was because he was on the court, yeah. he was focused. He, his deal was, man, I, it's about winning matches yeah, and tournaments yeah, and he did that. He did that, yeah. But you never got a chance to feel of who he was as a person, whereas Andre, you could, he let you in. Certain players let you in more than others. Right. You know what I mean?
there any tennis players that uh, you had a bit of a run Damn with? it, man. I was going to ask Not, that question. You know, you know what the... It doesn't I, matter. This is funny. No, no, it's a good question. I was going to ask that question. Back in the day... No, okay, usually Carlo asks these hardcore questions, but I want to ask this yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> Kate, can you ask me, ask me a question? Put that in there. Go. You got something to ask me? So who was a cockhead on the tour? Yeah, who was a cockhead? You know, the funny thing is we had a fig jam list. Fuck, I'm good, just ask me. There's a list. There's a top 10 list. Oh, right. Most of the guys didn't change. But anyway, so, <laughs> but what was funny, I said this to a friend of mine. Back in the day, you would walk on court and play a match. And of course, things would happen. You're competitive. But you would have, you know, you'd say one or two things to that opponent. I'll give an example. I played at the Italian Open one year in Rome. And um, it was the first round. And there was another guy from Argentina who the previous tournament, it was a master's tournament. He qualified and won this master's tournament out of nowhere. Argentinian guy, freaking, or was he Spanish? Might have been, uh, I, I was Argentinian. And he freaking had tree trunks for legs. And he was on clay. And he had that, whoa, that big, you know, game where he'd run all day and so much top spin. Long story short, ended up getting to a third set deep. And he was five all. And then... A lot of these guys that are baseliners, they don't like to come to net. You know, you, you, so a lot of time I like to come to net and give them a volley because they weren't comfortable. So you'd hit it at them. So I brought this guy in and he popped up a ball right here in the forehand. I'm fucking thinking, about, I'm going to hit him, honey. And I hit him right in the chest. Oh. And then it was, it was like a, it was an advantage point to me. And I hit him and um, I just, you know, I go like this and I walk to change events. And I'm sitting down like this. And he stands in front of me. Oh. Say sorry. And the umpire's like, excuse me. <laughs> He didn't say, say sorry, say sorry. And I'm like, I'm not going to fucking say sorry. <laughs> I wanted to hit you, I said. I hit you. You know? Wouldn't, you know, and just wouldn't get out of my face. And, and I remember just saying, just finish off the match. And if there's an issue, I'll meet you in the locker room. We'll, you know? But I, yeah, yeah, I'm right. just telling reality what used to yeah, happen back then. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's I, right. go, I meant to hit you. I put my hand up. There's not, there's not going to be nothing else. That was my sorry. I go, let's keep playing. Ended up winning that match. And... The funny thing is in locker rooms, you have, you know, TV screens so the players can look at certain matches. And I remember coming to the locker room and there were like more than normal tennis players just standing around wait, like, wait, and they were like this, right? They said 100%. They saw me coming in. So I'd come in and I'm just waiting and it never ended up coming in. But what I'm saying is back in the day, if there was something, you would speak to that person face to face. Yep. Okay. And there were disagreements, but you would talk, and then it's done, and then there's the respect, you shake hands, or sometimes not shake hands, but it was done. Now, these guys are like arguing by tweeting to each other, man. Oh, yeah. oh. They're tweeting this, that, Instagram, that. Man, yeah, yeah. if you got a problem with somebody, <laughs> just go and look, speak to him. It doesn't mean <laughs> they have to uh, slap him or punch But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, have yeah. a conversation nah, with just him. Slap him in yeah. But you know what I mean? <laughs> just say, uh, hey, what you did, you know, that, that wasn't cool. That was just say something. But now yeah. they're like this and he's Subliminals. So, yeah. And then, yeah. you know, and it's just funny. So what's, um? i got two questions. Quick. What was your, the, the, the most talented player you played against? And who was your favorite player growing up? Or favorite player well, ever? Or ever. Let's just say ever. You're right. Yeah. Favorite player ever. Look, as a whole with his game, it was it was um, Boris Becker. Okay. Because he was that guy that serve and volleyed. 
you know, diving around, comfortable at the net, but then stay in the baseline, hit big from the baseline, you know. And then there were other guys that I just admired back in the day, if you remember, like the Czechoslovakian Ivan Lendl. Oh, oh Ivan Lendl. Amazing, Lendl, yeah. amazing Lendl, ground strokes. Pat Cash his state, forehand, wasn't he? his yeah. backhand, the way he stayed down. And then it was Edberg, the way he volleyed, the way he oh, moved. Edberg, and yeah. then there was a guy also from Czechoslovakia, Miroslav Mečia, they called him the cat. And the way he moved around the court, he looked like he glided because yeah. his head, he can have a glass of a, gl a glass of water and, and he was never chipped. You know, right, he yeah. was just so they called him the cat the way he moved. You know, and then you had Pat Cash with his servant volleying. Mm, yeah, good servant volley. He had Edberg with his servant volleying in backhand. And then you had Jim Courier with his off forehand. Yeah. You know, I mean there were a lot of guys that I looked up to for their whole game, one part of their game, a couple parts. I, I looked at everything, the, the the best guys and just admired all of them. You mm, know, sure. and I would try and um, you know, take this and that. Emulate, if, absolutely, yeah. man. Little bits and pieces yeah. of the game. Yeah. So yeah. ultimately, Boris Becker, would you well, put... As far as the whole package. The whole package. Well, he had yes. the whole package, didn't he? He you was know, the first one. Yes. I used to Being, love Boris yeah. Becker when I was a kid for but, some reason. So like, right. Being the, so he's, he's the most talented, overall no, most talented, no, no, no. you think? The mo one of the most talented players, there's a lot of talented players, but if there was one guy who was a nightmare to play, and my God, he was talented, was Marcelo Rios. Oh, really? The lefty from Chile. Wow. Right. That guy... He would be one of the best players not to win a Grand Slam. Really? He became number one in the world but did not win a Grand Slam. He lost in the final of the Australian Open one year where I want to say Peter Corder might have beaten him in the final. Peter it was Corder. A, it was a That's match that… I for a while. These names, yeah. I haven't heard for ages. You know, and, and look, there are a lot of talented, but that guy was freaking talented, yeah. man. Yeah. How'd you go with the diet when you were young? Because the Greek food. Well, hang on a second. Well, thank God my mum didn't trouble with me because I would have been you know, <laughs> Can we just stop there? in trouble. You, you said Greek, but you're half Italian. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, my, yeah. My, yeah, yeah, my mum. I'm sorry, you know. Like, I didn't know, know that until just before. Um, Did you? So your father's Greek, obviously, Greek, with the last name. Yeah. Mother's Italian. Where, where from? Trieste. Trieste, ah. that's north. Yeah, so but I, my mum speaks Greek, so I speak Greek with my mum. So she she was learning to, when she got with my dad, she was learning to, she's, the funny story was she was learning Greek because she, she didn't like the fact that she didn't know what her mother-in-law was saying about her. <laughs> <laughs> so she literally would watch Greek movies and that, and all of a sudden, a few months later, something like that, apparently she'd said something and then my mum goes in Greek. You know, <laughs> and then she would just look in shock, you know. <laughs> But so we that. grew up. Love that. First language was Greek at home, even though my mum, you know, really, so my dad, you know. So you spoke Greek at home? Yes. Really? Your mum would be yeah. like, after that, do I give my pizza or something like that? Pizza or something like that? Well, that's both. So that's the problem. Yeah. She cooked both. That's, but I, uh, we have to ask. I gotta ask. How was the Bachelor? You know how that came about. Tell I us. was injured at the time. Mm. I was training with Andre's team, I was in Vegas. I was actually training with um, Darren Cahill, Gil Reyes, who's Andre's, one of his closest friends, best friends, and 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 uh, physical trainer, but also um, he was his bodyguard. Do you remember, I don't know, back in the time, and there was a big guy, I mean, wearing always black and a mustache. Or a guy, he, that was Gil Reyes. Le un incredible well, with human Andre, being. With, with Andre, all the time with Andre. And I would do work, you know, I was doing my strengthening with him, and, and I had my um, fourth surgery. And was that on your back, right? On my knee. On I your had knee. six knee surgery. Right, so three, right. it was three on my left and the first one on the right. And I, and I unfortunately had trained before then. I had won this small tournament and I was training with them. And um, I couldn't do anything. It was bad. I, could, I, couldn't, I couldn't do anything. And, and my agent had called me and said, um, like they, they want to send a crew over. They're doing a, 
bachelor type thing and I want to send a, a, a crew to follow you for two days. I was like, there's no fucking way. I go, I'm not, there's no, no way in the world. I said, I'm not, not interested. And email back and goes, you sure? They really want to send someone out. They're looking, they want to kind of be an, an athlete, They, you know, and it's NBC's doing it, it's different. I said, there's no way in the world. There's no, I'm not afraid. And he goes, look, they just want to let them come out and um, just let them come out. And I said, look, they can come out and follow me around. So they followed me around for like a day and a half. And a day later, they come back and a day later calls and goes, NBC want to fly you down to Los Angeles in the studio, in, in, you know. I go, there's no, I'm not coming. There's no way. I'm not interested. And he goes, he goes look, because you don't have to get married. He goes, you can just do the show, do it, paying a lot of money to do nothing. Kiss a lot of cheeks. And, 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 and you don't have to get married. I was like, are you sure you don't have to get married? You don't. He goes, you don't have to get married. I'll go to the meeting. <laughs> so I couldn't train. I couldn't do anything, you know, you know. And I went over to the, and this was, it was just, I remember, be weird. You're walking down. Well, NBC the, uh, Studios. NBC Studios. And I sit in there with the, the top guy from NBC and then he's sitting there and he goes, please sit down. And then the three producers come in and they start talking to me, you know, about what happens if, you know, people are going to be seeing you, this and that. And if you're known, I said, look, I'm not really, I, you know, coming from a tennis background, I don't really care, you know. Um, but it was, it was just a one our interview with four people staring at me. It was very weird, you yeah, know, yeah, very, yeah. very weird. Definitely felt like a piece of meat, you know? Yeah, yeah. I ended up leaving and then a day later, he calls me and goes, you got the gig, it starts in four days. I had to be in LA, this all, this this and that. And um, and that's how it started. And I remember, <laughs> I'll tell you another story. So we're into like the second, third day and, and you had to sign. They couldn't tell me what it was. They didn't tell me what it was about. It was just all they had promised me is you don't have to get married. And um, <laughs> that's pretty and vague. I, yeah, it's pretty vague, exactly, hundred <laughs> percent. It's like um, when you convince your nonna, you know, nah, yeah, you don't yeah. have to get married, and, just me. <laughs> and again, the biggest thing was I could play a lot of money, and I, I, I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. So, and I remember going back and telling I, had, I was in the gym, and I was telling Darren and Gil Reyes, I'm like, this this has happened. I want. What do you think? Do it, man. You got to do it. You, gotta, <laughs> you know, you got to do it. Complete promise me, you're gonna do it. And, you know, so. Ended up going there the first day. I remember where we're going to stay. You know, they're going to say, look, it's going to start here. The camera's going to be rolling. You're going to have to walk to the end, turn around, and we're going to have the ladies will be coming out, introducing themselves. They're going to tell you a couple of things about them, and then they'll leave. And you'll know it's the last person when they, that person will say, Could you, would you like to join us by the fire? I was like, all right. So I'm, I'm shitting myself. This is worse than like Grand Slam finals. Yeah. Like semi court <laughs> yeah. Wimbledon. Tournament oh my God, God. <laughs> worse. And I remember, then I remember first one coming up and I'm like, okay, nice to meet you. I'm like, okay, she's a little older, but that's okay. Next one will be younger. Don't worry about yeah. it. And this third one, the fourth one, I'm like, like, they're all older. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I'm starting to get scared now because I didn't understand you know, how this, I didn't know there's 40s versus 20s. I had no oh, idea. No right, idea. Okay, so. so the third one, the fourth one, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm shitting myself <laughs> right now. And last one, you know, and because and, they say, they, they, they would say, my name is so-and-so and I'm 40 years old. And the other one is like, you know, I'm so-and-so and I'm 48 years old. Would you like to join us by the fire? Oh my God. And I'm like, absolutely. And I'm, I'm freaking out. I'm sweating. I'm wearing a suit. I don't like wearing suits. I'm <laughs> itching every. I don't. I'm just freaking out right now. 
I remember they called cut. We went upstairs. I, was, I had like a penthouse and then, and then the girls had one penthouse there, one penthouse there where you couldn't see each other. You weren't allowed to go anywhere. I had the guy follow me everywhere just to make sure that no one saw each other, bumped into each other. And I remember sitting on the couch, freaking out. And they come in and sat, you know, sitting next to me. I'm like, so, you know, hey... So how did that go? How are you feeling? I'm like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> call my agent. I can't do this. Call me. You know, I'll call, I, I get in and I'm the only one who's allowed a phone. The girls are like, I'm like, uh, guys, just, I'm not doing this without a phone. I want to be able to be in contact, you know, um, with the world. And I was able to drive around. It was actually, in the morning, I was hitting balls. So I was getting away just because for my mind, you know, and, and at least going out. But I couldn't, I can only say where I'm going, coming back and straight there. I couldn't go anywhere else. And I had a guy following me everywhere. That's it. Call my agent. I call my agent. I'm like, Carlos, you got to get me out of this. I can't do it. I'm freaking out. This is like, these women, they, they double my age. I, I can't, I can't do this. You got to get me out. And, um, you know, I'm, I think I was 29, 30. I can't remember. I mean, 30 at the time. And he goes, he called me back after. He goes, the contract's like this thick. You know, NBC. You can I go, look, you can't do anything. They, they, they own you. You're going to have to finish this. Oh. Yeah. And then I told him, and I'm freaking, they can see me freaking out. I'm like, Mark, we promise tomorrow's going to be better. I'm like, no way, no. I'm like, I don't know. You're going to want me to kiss them. I don't know if I can kiss them. <laughs> so the next day, we start by the pool again. And then I'm talking to the guy, Mark Consuelos, Mark Consuelos um, the guy who's the, the host. host. Yeah. And he goes, I got a little bit of a twist today so and so I'm thinking what the fuck else they're going to do now and like Grandma's, what is you know Nonna's coming out you know the veil's on just a bad little freaking shit coming down but um and uh and all of a sudden he goes turn around a screen drops and there's like eight girls like in their 20s and then uh. like, you see me smile I'm like alright this is getting a little better the room I was at my third date and I had to they had one in their 20s, one in their 40s, and it's a restaurant, and they made sure one was on one side of the table, one was on the other. And I go back and forth, and, and this was like my third date, and, and I hadn't kissed one. And I remember after that time, I was before I left for the, the, the last date that night, it was a dinner. I said, Mark, you got to start making a move. I'm like, I told you, I'm not going to be that guy. I didn't even, like, what am I going to do? I didn't even know these girls. Like, I'm meeting them for like five minutes with each. What am I? And they said, Look, Mark, you're going to have to do something on the next date. I said, Okay, if you want me to do something, I said, I need a. Uh, I swear to God, I swear, I swear on my kids, I said, I need a bottle of ouzo and a glass. And, 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 give me a bottle of ouzo, a glass and some ice. I said. <laughs> so no white, shit, so. before any scene I do, I had two to three shots of ouzo. <laughs> I'm not, I am not lying. So then by the time I went on my day, I was like, hey, girl, <laughs> what's going on? And I'm not going to lie, that's how I got through. Nice shit. That's Uzo. how I got through Uzo. it. It was Uzo, it was one, it was and I was shots of Sambuca right before, and then they would come and they would say, cut, and I'm like, we're just going to do your, your, do your makeup or the, you know, your mic is, and they'd come in and it'd be different. I'm, boom, oh, no put way. another one down and go, hey, let's go, we're, we're, you know? oh. But I was, you know, it was like back in the days, the Heat nightclub, super shy, but after a couple of shots, <laughs> mate, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got going. No, it's but um, anyway, oh, it was, my man. God. Anyway. That's great, yeah. man. That, but that would have been a great experience Look, anyway, man. Well, you were used to girls. It was an experience. I'll put it that way. It was an experience, but um, how'd the, yeah. How'd the MILFs go? They go all right, the MILFs? You know what the funny I, thing is? <laughs> the dates or 
call them the dates that we went on. It, it was more fun because they were actually talking, yeah, yeah, having yeah, conversations. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were creating conversations. Yeah. I felt like I got to know them more because they were just twenty-year-olds are like comfortable so with like, themselves. You play tennis, like <laughs> yeah. so. Like you know, are boys uh, really that fluffy? Uh, that, unfortunately, <laughs> there was only within a couple that you could I heard you owned a Ferrari. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but that was almost what it was like. So that's oh, why yeah. I ended up enjoying the dates with yeah, yeah the older the ones. older ones better because. They were just real, and I was having really nice conversations, and it was just a substance. lot more enjoyable. Yeah, a lot more enjoyable. And now, what are you doing these days, man? Look, man, oh, so the family. Got, but you also got a brand. That yeah, a couple of years ago, uh, almost in the middle of the second, uh, you know, the second the pandemic, the second one. I remember that fucking that one? Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, I created. I had a clothing line. I had a t-shirt line in the states that I created, and uh, ended up making it from you know in Los Angeles. I was driving down, and ended up. You know, I was in some really cool stores and then some, you know, people were wearing it and then Justin Bieber got one of my tees and it kind of went you know, crazy. Oh, but wow. then when my son was born, I, I didn't want to drive all the way to LA and I, it didn't become a priority. And I promised myself mm. when I came to Australia, I always wanted to do that because I have a creative itch and I love clothes. So I just, um, I started something and, and uh, it's called As We Create. It's all organic cotton. Everything was um, ethically made in Melbourne, Australia. Even the fabric is stitched. It's organic cotton. Made in, and now the new line is going to be active performance, which I've got shorts, but I'm, my wife is designing the women's line I'm, and nice. I'm doing the men's and that's going to be the future. But unfortunately, you just can't do that in Australia, Melbourne. You don't have that technology. Yeah. And the price point is just impossible to give them a good price point well, yeah, because yeah. It's, just, it's just too expensive. But it's my daily thing, and and I'm enjoying it. It's, it's tough. Look, it's a tough industry, but mm. I, but I'm enjoying it. I, li I like slowly, stuff. slowly. I I'm like on. it. Yep. Um, but yeah, and but he's commentating and and look. Uh, I, I'm still probably play seven events a year. Seven events a year. The only time I do commentating is the Australian Open. Sure. I, you know, it's a busy two weeks. I commentate and do clinics and and play. And the coaching? Because you were with Chitty Pass last I time. I was coaching yeah. Chitty Pass, and and it just it unfortunately it, I tried so hard. It just it just didn't work. You know, well, he missed you this year. I reckon he's missed you a lot. It's a shame. What everyone's saying. He's a good kid. He's a yeah. really, he's a good kid. He's got a good heart. But I just was, I was vocal about what I believed needed to be mm -hmm. worked on. And, mm -hmm. and, um. Didn't go down well. Didn't float. I, it, didn't just, it, it didn't, you know, yeah, it yeah. didn't, you know, um, yeah, go down too well, you know. Well, uh, so look, you know. It is what it is. Well, but he's I, missed you, mate. It's different. I learned a lot. It's a, got to the final yeah. when you were there. Oh, look, it had nothing to do with me. He's the one playing the tennis, but I was a part of the support system. Just take the credit, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just take. Well, you know, <laughs> fucking Djokovic beat me. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> um, he's made a fucking Ferrari. <laughs> get a Ferrari deal with you Listen, man, we've been, we've been naming uh, Stefan Edberg, Pete Sampras, Becker, uh, Lendl, Agassi, your name is in that. In amongst. Look, you know, it is, man. It's not. Uh, look, no, the, it, 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 I appreciate that, Australia, but the reality is. It is. Everyone knows. Australia, 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 again, Australia maybe. Okay, Australia, so, look, but the world, my two proudest man, moments were two Davis Cup wins. The two proudest moments. Yeah, absolutely. You can't take that away from me. My yeah. proudest moments. I had glitches of uh, greatness days and a but couple of weeks. you with injuries though, man. It's got to be a day-to-day -day thing. And I know. Unfortunately, I, I didn't have that. Well, look, I didn't yeah, have the discipline yeah. back then and I didn't have the understanding, the mentality to understand well, that. Well, let me tell you this, right? Hours. I'll tell you this. 
you probably most definitely rooted the most chicks out of all of them. <laughs> all right? Wife, sorry, block okay, your I know ears. you're married wife, now, but I'm just saying ears. back <laughs> in the... Okay, and, and, and that's, yeah. that's just many, as important. How many did you clean up on? <laughs> no, no, block your ears. How much did wife. you clean up on The Bachelor, man? I Shut up. <laughs> zero, I'm just zero, saying, man. Married man Like now. I told my wife, zero. <laughs> you're my first. You're the one, you're the only. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, so we could sit here and all my mum knows that too. <laughs> <laughs> we sit here all day, man, and talk to you. But, mate, thank you so much for coming in. We'd love to get you in again, maybe towards the end Anytime. of the year. Anytime. My pleasure. Because, um, you know, you're here and whatever, and we'll, we've got a few other things we've got to try and do together. Yeah, love that, man. It's oh, a, I'd love to. Been lo- mate, it was my it's pleasure, boys. Absolutely. It's, it's our Maybe pleasure, we should man. play a game around the tennis someday, too. Eh? Anytime. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do it. Actually, we should oh, do I'll the Ethnic it. Dads versus Mark Villapuzzi. Oh, I love that. Oh, all, all. Yes. <laughs> Well, we've got a perfect doubles here. We do. We've got a perfect doubles. So you tell me when, man. The, right, the strain man. open's done. Yeah. Um, um, I know you guys are busy, but I would love to do that. All right, anytime. Awesome. Thanks very much for coming in, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, boys. Uh, everybody, I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. We sure did. Make sure you listen, subscribe. Uh, give us the... 19 star rating. 19 star rating. Yeah, yeah. And uh, star please tell your family and friends, make sure you listen every Monday. Be part of our familia. No, what's no, no, the no. catchphrase. No, the catchphrase, catchphrase is join what? the familia. Yeah. I don't even know. Yes, sir. Is that the one? Yes. Mandy? Yeah, join the familia. Yes, okay. Okay, okay. okay. okay thanks everyone. Bye. Ciao. Bye.